Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, Ghostbusters fans, and welcome to the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad Podcast for the week of March 16th, 2020. How are you? How are you all? Um, It's strange out there, to say the least, but uh, we're going to do our best to keep business as usual uh, here on the podcast, just for everybody's sake. So uh, on this show, we're going to be talking about the Ghostbusters Afterlife composer. We're going to be talking about Ghostbusters Year One, Issue Two. Stay tuned. Uh, Status quo as best we can. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! The whole world is gone to hell, but here we are on the Ghostbusters podcast, and we're not going to talk about the entire world. This is our escape. I'm actually, like like I said, I'm really looking forward to this because it's like the end of the week sort of like palate cleanser, the uh, amuse-bouche yeah, of uh, this week. Oh, nice word use. <laughs> I watch a lot of cooking shows. Um <laughs> Yeah, know. well, it's also that we've structured it that uh, because of just regular scheduling stuff, we couldn't do Wednesdays. So yeah, it is it ended literally up the, out the end well. of the week. So, uh, so, so the only thing that will be said here on the air is uh, everybody stay safe. Everybody uh, just c- continue to remember that there is a fine line between being prepared and uh, hysteria. And uh, wash be, your hands. Wash your hands. Be nice. Don't to Don't touch other. your face holes. That's really what it comes yeah, down to. Yeah. Um, just be mindful of things. Be mindful of other people around you. That's basically what this all boils down to: is the other people around you. And uh, but we're uh, we're here. We're doing this. We're gonna make a we're gonna make a <laughs> Ghostbusters podcast. Come That's hell right. or high your, water. Your love lifts me higher. Ah, uh, ex- yeah, exactly. We're gonna s- s- spread some New Year's juice. Uh, something. Um, but. So here's here's what I want to do, Chris. We, last week we talked about the um, Eagle Moss uh, kit, which I just got my shipment uh, confirmation today that more is on the way. So uh, I haven't gotten mine yet. Uh, I mean, it's it's got to be yours. Yours was like shortly behind mine that first time. So we're gonna be talking about some Eagle Moss uh, Eagle Moss That's goodness. And I seem to recall you're here. right. I'll, early next week, maybe I'll yeah. get my message then. Um, but so we'll we'll talk about the response to that episode and a few things. We'll do a news segment, and then in the second half of the show, we're going to be talking about Ghostbusters Year One issue number two, which uh, during our Eagle Moss podcast we chatted about k- k- kind of casually, kind of like non-spoilery as best as we could, um, so we can get into the spoiler discussion there. So, without any further ado, because we do have some Ghostbusters Afterlife news that we need to talk about. Let's get into the news. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here. If you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, yeah, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. Okay, so 
Do you want to start with composer and music? I feel like that's a good kind of like. Um, yeah, I, I mean it's very short. There's not it's a lot very to, go, short. to talk about. Um, and so, uh, for those of you that follow Jason Reitman on on Instagram and Twitter, um, he has been keeping people, uh, you know, posted and updated as much as he can, or as much as he wants to. I guess I should say. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> as to the uh, the progress on Ghostbusters Afterlife and on March fifth now so it's it's been about a week uh he posted a photo of some uh, printed sheet music uh sitting on a desk for rust city uh that he said q2m8 phoebe and within this uh, there's a whole lot to sort of deconstruct i know that jason likes doing this here's an instagram photo that we can all sort of mull over and and pour over every detail um but the biggest one is that rob simonson who is a longtime collaborator with jason reitman is going to be the composer of the original score on ghostbusters afterlife um which again not entirely unexpected because he's been using a lot of his um his his stalwart uh, crew like eric steelberg and uh, several people that he's used in the past so uh, rob simonson is not in uh, a crazy choice. It's not like he brought in uh, Danny Elfman and you're like, Oh my God, Danny Elfman's doing a Ghostbuster score. That's not what this is at all. Which I think might lend itself to Ghostbusters a little bit. I don't know, possibly a little bit of Pee Wee, a little bit of Batman. You're there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, so Rob Simonson has a really uh, strong pedigree. Obviously he's done all of Jason Reitman stuff. He's done the music for uh Fox catcher. Sorry, did you say he brought in Tim Burton? What? What did you say? He brought in Tim Burton to do the music? No, Rob Simonson. No, no, earlier. <laughs> Dial it back, you were saying. It was surprised. It's not a big surprise. Like, it's not like he brought in... Danny X Elfman. Yeah. Danny Elfman. Oh, my God, my brain is editing realities on the... F- Quick, what's, <laughs> did, what's the atomic, did I say atomic massive... Burton? I don't know. No, my brain apparently did that, though. And Where then I backtracked to go, did you say that? Yeah, exactly. Um, I will be flickering in and out of uh, string vibrational the- uh, f- frequency universes here while we, we do this episode. <laughs> so if I say anything weird, it is I not mean, a spoiler. It is uh, it's not just entirely, me from another universe. I mean, I'm, I'm literally working off of zero sleep and a half bottle of wine, so oh. I could have said Tim Burton, and I don't know. But... Um, so, so anyway, <laughs> call so, in people and let us know what the hell let it us was. Know Anyways, what we said because uh, we're just going to post this. Uh, so anyway, so Rob Simonson, uh, I think Foxcatcher uh, may have been an Academy Award nominated uh, score, um, but he, he's done quite a bit and quite a bit of a variety too. You know, a lot of indie movies, uh, a lot of dramas, a lot of different types of, of shows. So I think this is going to lend itself well to some Elmer Bernstein, a little left of center, um, you know, uh, not quite the... the um, uh, I don't want to say like your run of the mill because uh, if I look at like the the score that was done for Ghostbusters Answer the Call, I actually really love that score. Um, even though it was mm-hmm. very traditional and, and a little on the nose and used yep. the Ghostbusters theme all over the place, I, I really adore that score. So, um, so very cool. But uh, you actually pointed this out to me, Chris, because the sheet music was was posted in said photo. And, uh, I, I'm certainly, you're not the only one that probably had the same thought, but you, uh, reached out to music people, musicians, they are called on most occasions. And you were like, <laughs> Hey, what, what does this sound like? 
And uh, and and it was in it was a waste of time because Germany had done it already. Yeah, Germany. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play it here for everybody to hear. This is what our our good friends uh, die Geister Jaegers on uh, Facebook uh, have have posted. And uh, so this this is what they think Phoebe's theme is gonna sound like, or at least this one bar of Phoebe's theme. All right, well, there's not much that can be pulled from that, but uh, maybe a little bit of a transition. Maybe that's a little bit of a flourish at the end of something. I don't think that that is the theme that we're going to be, uh, you know. So let's you and I speculate on who's Phoebe's dad is from that uh, <laughs> that series of notes. From that eight-note uh, series there. <laughs> you know, maybe David W. Collins, like a, a music connoisseur, could be like, well... <clears throat> If you look at how the scale goes up and then doesn't quite resolve and then gets down to the lower note, uh, it is quite obvious that no. Uh, it, is, it is quite literally trying to recreate a crime scene from a single hair you found <laughs> really a thousand is. kilometers away. It's um, like it's, it's I wanted to hear it is basically what it came down to, knowing full well that hearing it wasn't going to do me much good because there's no context in the film. Uh We don't know what instrument it's supposed to be. The guys use some sort of synth. Yeah, they're, they're thinking that it's going to be kind of like that, like bell. Very, uh, yeah, yeah, very sort of like childlike wonder, so it's, uh, it's, like raised theme. Sounded, from, yeah, uh, it sounded yeah. great. It's just uh, that's obviously not what's going to be in the movie. It, no indication of where it's going to be in the movie. Any of that. I just, I just was kind of excited to go. Oh, <laughs> they gave us a piece that <laughs> that we can actually like. Yeah. If we know what we're doing, we know what it sounds like. Well, so that was and, and was kind of cool. Here's here's the so uh, so I'm going to say this as the optimistic news uh, before we get into the fairly you know possibly pu- pessimistic news. But so optimistically, um, if they are scoring this movie, it's the beginning of March when Jason Reitman posted this uh, photo. Um, so in theory, he is sitting there. It looks like it's published, composed music that's probably being handed out to all of the musicians um, mm-hmm. on the scoring stage itself. Scoring is traditionally the very last part, uh, save for a few visual effects shots that may be pending uh, of the film. So there's a good chance that Ghostbusters Afterlife, the picture is locked. They're done editing. Um, they're working on the visual effects. They're in the scoring stage now uh, at Sony Pictures and they're working on the the music. And um, I mean, that's great news for this film because it was a quick turnaround as it was. And the fact that they're in the scoring stage in March, I figured that they would be down to the wire like uh, <coughs> June, you know, uh, and and end of uh let's see what was the the release date is the 20th of july as of now <laughs> please don't change 20th i thought it was the 10th is it the 10th okay i couldn't remember it's, off, off it's the been the head. 10th all along yeah. yeah so which is which is actually something we'll get into in a minute um yeah but so i i pictured that maybe end of may they would probably be doing the scoring and and they're already uh, at that point so this is this is great news they're working on the score um they have time to to work on a few of the finer details and uh, and in some instances where the movie has already been delayed and it is not because of the coronavirus, uh, which we've been told very explicitly, um, you know, they'll, they'll have plenty of time to, to make all of those fine tuning details, which is, is a lot of, a lot of fun, but it kind of stinks for the UK because, uh, before this whole, um, 
you know, the, especially in, in the States here uh, with how coronavirus has been stopping down productions and delaying release dates. And, and uh, it, frankly, AMC, I just saw today is telling people that they're only going to sell like 30 tickets per uh, screening room uh, for movies uh, just to kind of help with the social distancing yeah. that needs to be happening here. That one's, um, that one's not going to last too long, I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, it's... Uh, I think I don't think that the announcement that the UK was being pushed back toward, is it now Halloween? It's like October, right? It it got pushed back quite a ways, didn't it? I thought it was just a month. Last was I it heard only it was a just month? a month. Okay. Yeah. The rumor was that it was being pushed to Halloween. That's what it was. There was kind of those online there was social a lot network of rumors. murmurings that it's like, so yeah. What it amounted to was before, before coronavirus uh, news really took over everything, and by that I mean <laughs> uh, twenty four hours ago, yeah, yeah, March March twelfth, when everybody just said choo choo, we're stopping. Holy moly. Yeah, uh, NBA. Everybody just 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 went okay. Let's just stop for a minute. Uh, prior to that, about a week before uh, the news went out, the people started you know throwing it around that apparently. They were removing it, and it was uh, because of the football. Right. Um, Which now boy, is not happening as of not now. Happening. So, so that's another so that's catch-22. Kind of, yeah. It's kind of jumping to the end that, hey, it may still be July 10th, uh, guys, relax, because, uh, yeah, soccer may be, uh, uh, <laughs> who knows. At the moment, uh, I was watching you know photos of state, because they're in the middle of regular you know, uh, tournament or not tournament, but season play and all that sort of thing. So like in Italy in full lockdown, they're still doing their soccer games. It's just empty stadiums yeah. and all that. So who knows? They may decide, guess what? We're going to finish the series, but nobody's going to be there to watch it sort of thing. Or they may just say, all right, we're putting it on hold. At which point Sony may go, all right, fine. July 10th is still good. Um, but the, and that's only for the UK because uh, only for the a lot UK. of people started thinking that that was that was going for to be sort US. of the pre, yeah the US except and, then Sony specifically came out and said we are moving some things but what they were moving were the things that are in the over next, the like, next month or two yeah yeah, yeah. because so, like, so Bond was supposed to come out this weekend or next weekend or something. Yeah, it was, and, uh, well, yeah, I'm trying to uh, think, Bond, and they had an animated film, too, that was uh, scheduled to release, and, um, and... they all got moved back to, like, Bond's moved to Christmas time, I think the... Anyways, but the point was, is everything in the summer, they're still thinking uh, uh, that it'll be fine. Again, it just depends on how this all goes. I mean... <laughs> So, for example, China, which took a heavy hit, and now their death versus recovers versus new cases, uh, it charts going the other way. Um, all that means is, is that keeping people isolated and you know on lockdown has worked. Right. But the minute you fire it open again, all it takes is one person to still have it and sneeze, yeah, and it exactly. starts all over so again. You, you don't want to, so, yeah. So, so. I, I mean, you brought up a good point. Like all of the studios are are figuring out what their responses to this will be, and and some nobody have has a good their, answer, unfortunately. Yeah, nobody either, does. But so. so so Tom Rothman, who's the president of production of Sony Pictures, uh, this week was asked, um, "What's your plan?" And he said, "Look, as of right now, we're not moving any release dates except for those that we've already kind of mentioned uh, here here in the show and and elsewhere." But um, so that that does not affect Ghostbusters Afterlife as of now. Um, I, I mean, 
I am all for, we have waited so long for this movie. Look, if it doesn't release until October, if they do end up pushing it out a month, if they push it to in, you know, August or yeah. September, uh, whatever needs to happen, um, totally fine. As long as it's keeping everybody safe. And as long as the production crew and the post-production crew that are working on the film, uh, don't, you know, have to, have to risk anything in order to uh to make this this film for us uh yeah i mean i'm all for it whatever has to happen if every if somebody wants to be clinical about it too the fact is is you know a movie is a product the product needs to make a return on its investment the other thing to take into account too is sony it is not in sony's interest if you want to be cynical about it it's not in our favorite franchise's interest if we'd like to see it move forward to put a movie out at a, in any point when attendance is going to be, um, at risk. Yeah. It'll, it'll uh, suffer a dismal box office and yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. So it, they may just, it would be a weird one if they just shuffle everything that's, they just shuffle a whole bunch of stuff to next year. And then they look at their books and go, wow, we stopped <laughs> making movies and we didn't really lose a Oops. lot of money either. Well, hey. Maybe we don't need to make movies anymore. That's my biggest <laughs> that, worry that, is a lot of these, these companies the are going to be like, hey, all of these things that we stopped hey. down doing, but that's a whole other podcast. Um, that's a whole other podcast. So, but um, so, yeah, then so, it got... It got mildly confused then by uh, Australia apparently is going to clock in a week earlier. So, hooray. Yeah. I I mean, release dates keep shifting. And and as we've noticed, you know, Mulan was supposed to be coming out next week and it's shifted. So uh, it is not unprecedented for uh, release dates on films to to move around. But uh, rest assured, we will see Ghostbusters Afterlife at some point. Uh, Oh, yeah. At at some point down the road, we're going to see this terrific film. We're going to enjoy it, and we're going to be talking about it on this podcast for many, many, many weeks and months and years to come, which I'm I'm very much looking forward to. So uh, I think that's all the Afterlife news for the most part. Uh, Yeah, so let's talk about um, we've got some merch stuff. Maybe let's let's save that just for a second. Uh, Ray Parker Jr. and uh, Fran Strine, who did that uh, "Who You Gonna Call" film that he was talking about it at FanFest. Yep. Uh, they have launched their own production company, which I think is kind of part and parcel with the "Who You Gonna Call" documentary coming out. Um, it is. It's, it's gonna. That one will be their first release. That one will be their first release, <laughs> and so uh, and and they have a very sort of. Their mission statement is that they're going to work on on focusing on musicians and telling their stories, and it's it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, yeah, congrats the, the to Ray. It feels a lot like he's decided on a business model uh, built off of what was it, uh, the Wrecking Crew. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, like he's just decided I can release movie after movie after movie <laughs> of all these incredible people that people should hear more about but don't totally totally and um, uh and it seems like he ray and uh, fran strine who were both at fan fest and fran was kind of like his uh it was it was really funny there was a lot of call and response ray would be up there on the microphone and be like hey fran what's this good what do i gotta say here you know it was very funny um but <laughs> so i think that they're they're a good partnership and should have some good films to come so uh stay tuned congrats to uh, ray and power cord films 
Um, speaking of documentaries, I finally got to watch the final version of Cleaning Up the Town this week the, amidst all of the chaos that's been happening. The two hour and handful of seconds. Uh, yes. And it was great. And, and albeit it was on a streaming site that the Buenos have set up um, just to kind of get people that, that backed uh, the Kickstarter, um, you know, something in the meantime uh, that haven't been able to get the, the digital downloads or if it's not available mm-hmm. in your country anywhere. Um, so it's, it's awesome. The film is fantastic. Um, having been spoiled by seeing a couple cuts of the film, I really like what they've done with it. They've really cut it down and made it just really, really tight and polished and, um, everything really came together well. But, uh, so that's the good news is if you kickstarted, uh, at any point, I know they did like two kickstarters. Um, you should have gotten a code to stream the movie and if you didn't hit them up and they will send it to you. And if you are thinking, wait a minute, I was supposed to get a digital download and this is stream only through a web portal. Uh, they are aware of that and they're working on that. It's just, they were, they were trying to get people to see the movie when uh, everybody else was. And I, I, I get yeah. that they're kind of in a rock and a hard place here. So this is, this is them trying to compromise for everybody yeah. who's been <laughs> complaining that they haven't gotten to see it yet. So, you know, Let's try not to uh, stab a fork in the hand that's trying to feed us something yeah. while things get sorted out. And the good news is that this is this is a documentary that warrants multiple viewings. There are some docs where you watch and you're like, I got it, I'm good. Um, and this one, they've really packed to the gills with all sorts of details, including one that how many times have I watched this and I helped them you know, get some of the archival for it. And uh, I had no idea that Boss Films was located just down the street from my wife's salon when it was operating back in the day. <laughs> and it is now currently a Dollar Shave Club, which is very funny. That's um, very funny. But, uh, so yeah, there's, there's lots that you can glean from there and, uh, sure there are some stories that you've heard five, 10 other times, uh, but there's also new stories that you have not. And, and from voices that you have not. (laughs) I did run into somebody online that was like, didn't have anything I didn't already know. It's like, that's a lie. I know for a fact there are at least two or three things none of us were aware of. So, uh, it's... Let's put it this way. Good timing. If you're, if you're self-isolating. That's also true. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And that means in theory, that means everybody around the world that backed it can now see it. So, and and you can see if you backed it, your name should be in the credits there. And, um, so, so, uh, again, I know that this has been, (laughs) it's been a, a rough and rocky road for the Buenos trying to make this movie. And, uh, sure enough, the release has lived up to the rocky, uh, you know, history of it. (laughs) Somebody will make a documentary about the making of the documentary at some point, probably, but I've started already. So, Oh, okay, good. Uh, but yeah, so, so if you didn't get that uh, Kickstarter link and you did back the movie and you were supposed to get that, um, just hit, hit them up, send them a message and I'm sure that they'll, they'll make good for it. But, um, so that's, that's the documentary talk. That's the documentary talk. Let's move into some merch stuff. Uh, because I want to talk about this Playmobil thing. I, because of how um, noisy, I guess, is the best, the cacophony of everything that's happening at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Playmobil, uh, you you had sent me for the rundown this week that they said that this is this uh, toy box is going to be their last Ghostbusters item. Is that confirmed? This was somebody responding to, we did an episode when we covered the Toy Fair stuff, and you and I were like speculating where they'd go to next after this. Like, maybe we'll soon hear about 
you know, afterlife related stuff. And somebody was like, yeah, no, uh, the people at the booth at Toy Fair were telling people this is the last Ghostbusters really? product they're making. So oh, their that's license so disappointing. Is Apparently, uh, that is not an official. I mean, I take that as a good secondary source that apparently people at the trade show representing Playmobil were telling people seeing the Ghostbuster stuff mm. that this was the last of it. Uh, I'm still working to get a, a confirmation on that. I, but yeah, I hope that's not for the true moment, because yeah, I, I'd love but to we, see we know, uh, afterlife stuff from the Playmobil uh, folks. Yeah, but, but the, remember these things are – well, this Playmobil license would have been struck before the world even knew – like before they would have even thought about licensing Afterlife and all that. So it's quite possible because remember they got through everything. They got to go through, through Ghostbusters, uh, Ghostbusters 2 and real Ghostbusters. That was all complete by summer of last year. So this may be just their last hurrah on the license before it's up. Like uh, it, it's, yeah, it's, I um, I don't know. I mean, I hope that maybe if the, uh, if the license is indeed up that maybe they can – I don't know, renew, renew it, it or, uh, yeah. you know, do some stuff afterwards. Um, oh, that's, also that's really remember, disappointing. Well, remember, this is the, uh, what is it? Hasbro is now the master, the master toy license. And as of Toy Fair, they got no less than three action figure lines coming out. Minimum. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So <laughs> if you strike that kind of deal with Hasbro, does Hasbro want Playmobil running around in the background with their... <laughs> Uh, spectacularly <laughs> made, or, uh, yeah. Um, oh, that's a good point. I mean, but I there is. We even talked about it uh, last week that there is room for Lego, Playmobil, all of these places to sort of coexist with one another. So, uh, so anyway, so Playmobil. Anyways, if, Playmobil. Uh, yeah. we'll find out. I'm gonna I'm gonna get the official word on that. They've so been really good about that, responding, but... and and this because of what a what a week it has been. Uh, you know, we haven't been able to reach out to them, but no. we'll, we'll work to confirm that, and hopefully that's not a confirmation. Hopefully we'll get much more from Playmobil in the future because I I sure hope mm-hmm. so. Um, uh, Eagle Moss related, the Eagle Moss. hero collector stuff. Yeah, I saw the, uh, you sending them to me for the rundown was the first that I'd seen them. So they've got pins and, uh, pins and socks and socks and t-shirts. and t-shirts and hero collector is like all in on Ghostbusters and I'm, I'm all here for it, man. This is on top of, they're still selling those Ghostbuster figurines, the ones right. meant to be on scale with the, the model you're building. Uh, what surprised me, they're out. As of our recording today, Friday the 13th, um, I don't know why we did that, but hey. What are the odds of that? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what? Or to put, it in, to put it another way, what difference could it possibly make? Uh, Full moon, Friday the 13th, <laughs> pandemic, smoke them if you got them. Um, Here we go. Anyways, in a, uh, apparently, so this is the quote off the thing, uh, these special merchandise items and figurines are available for sale only in conjunction with the subscription series Build the Ecto-1. Oh. So to get them, you, you have to be a gotta be making it. You have to be a client as well. That's, uh, That's right. interesting. I mean, and the, so the socks are Stay Puffed, Slimer, the Ecto-1 license plate, and then the pins yep. are the four guys, uh, Dana, Janine, Lewis, Gozer, Stay Puffed, Terror Dogs, the Ectomobile. There's a ton. There's... It's yeah, at least 20, 25 pins here. Um, four, four ecto related ones: uh, Library Ghost, Slimer, Vigo, Terror Dog. It's just one Terror Dog. Stay Puffed, uh, Gozer, uh, Ghostbusters Two, Lewis. So Earmuff uh, Lewis. 
The fifth Ghostbuster. The fifth, yeah. Uh, Ghostbuster 1, Janine, uh, Zool, Dana, Firehall, uh, Ghost Trap, and the guys. And they're cute. And some people, again, apparently they had them at the toy fair. And uh, uh, when I posted it on you know the social medias, a couple of people were like, oh, yeah, I got one there. And they're great. So, And the photo looks great, too. They look, uh, they look very... Uh, yeah. Very cool. Um, it's a shame. Well, <laughs> it's kind of a shame that you have to be subscribed to to the kit to get them because really these are some really nice, uh, really nice uh, thing. Well, I don't know. Yeah, but it's another excuse to subscribe to that kit because, I mean, as you heard last week, you yeah. and I, I, I enjoyed last week's build on the air immensely and i was i was really glad that the response to it was was good because nobody seemed to hate it if people hated it i was going to be like oh man that was like the most fun i've had podcasting in quite some time that's not to knock on our our weekly tradition but it was just like it was something different and something new well what was most gratifying was people going i'd listen to one of those every once in a while it's like what a coincidence we intend to do one every (laughs) once in a while uh and a couple of people um uh, said they listened and and jumped on in, uh, which is really really impressive because I I got my numbers wrong. I should not have guessed, but uh, I went back and redid the math on on subscribing to this thing, and uh, I have a whole bunch of it. Again, just goes to show that perhaps if we were less busy, you and I would research slightly better. Uh, we would, some we would put more effort into the show at some point. <laughs> well. Key thing number one, right now with uh, free shipping and handling and two bucks, you can get the two kits that you and I put together. They have an introductory offer to no commitment to the rest of the thing. You can just, for two bucks, give it a try. So you'll get to see, which is, I think, a really smart idea because you and I, that first one is the, the, the hood. Yeah. It is such a hefty, and you, solid you get quality a sense feeling of the scope. item. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, right now, yeah, drop the two bucks. Uh, they'll ship it to you. Bing bong. Um, you can see how it goes and go from there. Uh, the other things I learned was my math was leaning more towards uh, bad. This uh, the numbers I threw around. I said it was nearly three thousand uh, dollars. That was based on some of the stuff that was coming out of uh, the fan fest, and I did quick math then that was not confirmed. Uh, and yeah, I, <laughs> the number I was throwing around was in fact the one that I worked out before, but it was like uh, uh, Canadian. Uh. So yeah, like you, you. Anyways, and it's entirely wrong. I did the math uh, in um, uh, American. Uh, you can buy, you can you can order the the subscription or the platinum subscription the deluxe subscription, whatever they're calling it. Uh, the basic one is a little over 1800 for a okay. hundred and, um, uh, 141 units. Well, or yeah. Chapters and that's, or whatever that's you a, want to call a it. biweekly subscription box that you're going to be getting. Um, well, no, remember, no, 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 no. Well, oh, I don't know about biweekly, that. but, uh, you'll get charged at the beginning of each month, which I think worked out to roughly 60 bucks. Uh, and you'll get four of them, a, a unit per week. So oh, that's yeah, that's right. Because I I was firmly corrected after uh, last week's episode too that the issues are not the actual subscription packages. They send them to you in 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 bulk shipments. In, in bulk yeah. shipments, which is why the one you got, for example, has well four of them. <laughs> so if you follow, that's yeah, that's uh, true. Um, stay tuned. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. 
so there was that. The other one, the deluxe, uh, you get, uh, they throw in like the extras, like the, uh, there's a t-shirt, uh, there's a binder, uh, to put the magazines in. I remember I said I needed Ooh. to come up with, I was going to make my and own there solution. It is. There they're, is a solution. They're doing it. Yeah. Uh, but this whole thing is for an extra 141 bucks. That's it. Like extra, like I was like, really? That's all? Uh, and part of it is the, you get the, the, uh, the display case to put the car in afterwards and a light kit. And then that started a debate where, where I was posting you know, some corrections on social media and people were like, I think the light kits for the, for the, for the display case. And I was like, Oh, I guess, yeah, it could be. Uh. And then a video got posted today by them because they've done another series of Facebooky ad posts and no, <laughs> they have the, the lights on top of the car and the headlights lighting up. It's not every light in the thing, but the light kit appears to be for the car itself. So, um, and I think that one, I, I don't think you can change your mind later on. It feels to me like if you're going to wire up this car, you're going to have to be wiring it up as you build. Oh, so. I was wondering, cause you know, when we built it last week, the, the headlights and in their commercial, they very vividly show the headlights being wired headlights up. Turning on. Yeah. And I, I'm looking at, I mean, I, I have it right here next to me and I'm Same like, here. how am I going to put lights and stuff in here? But, uh, but if know. you look right now at the headlights, uh, behind there are little openings in the reflectors. Yeah, I mean it's it's to put a light bulb through. Okay, it's so a, it it happens. Uh, yeah. So not everything goes off like the strobes doesn't I don't think there's a way to there doesn't seem to be a way to put one in those strobes on the front of the grill. Right. Yeah, those are uh, yeah. But at the same time uh looking at the um one of the magazines it looks like the 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 what do you call it the rocket exhaust uh, brake lights on the back they pe- appear to light up so it it doesn't look like it goes crazy like i'm not sure if the blue uh spots on the the back of the car for example light up but it looks like the light bars do and the um you know at least the a couple of the brake lights and the headlights enough that you know it's not just sitting there in the dark so that'll yeah, be kind of cool yeah but the point was, is my, my numbers were quite high. I, although I did have somebody that was complaining and kind of bad, broken, accusatorial English that it's like 3,000 euros and uh, that if I'm <laughs> interpreting right, I'm a bad name. Uh, but anyways, uh, that's, I that's, didn't, that's day and I day didn't price it. That's okay. Yeah. I didn't price it. Uh, I have nothing to do with the breakup of the European Union and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, caveat emptor, buy it or don't. I'm yeah, just trying to clarify exactly. that. I still, I did the math. It, it's like 55-ish to 60 bucks US a month to get, once a month you get these like four kits that you can then start building together. Uh, yeah, spread out over a three-year period yeah. uh, to a total of like, depending on whether you get the, the, the deluxe or not, 1800 and a half, 1850 to 1900 uh, yeah, nineteen hundred and something, basically. So, well, and and yeah, if, if if the, yeah, if you don't want to drop the coin on it, hopefully you're enjoying listening to us do it, and you can uh, live you vicariously through us and and have that sort of communal build uh, experience. Um, yeah. and some people got very excited by the idea of us just 
talking about random stuff too, which we thought was weird because we always thought people hated that. Well, I, I didn't even think about that until, you know, last week when we were, uh, had to do eight different screws on the hood and we were like, what are we going to talk about while this, this is going to take some time. Um, Nonsense is what we'll talk about. We're good at it. It was a happy uh, accident. Will, so will by comparison. Um, so this, the Eagle Moss is one eighth scale by comparison. Blitzway was one eighth scale. So, for example, if you looked at the Blitzway and said, where the heck would I put it? This one is actually a foot smaller. So it's a slightly more reasonable uh, shelf uh, shelf real estate. One, one, it's one-sixth to one-eighth? Wait, hold on. The Eagle Moss is one-eighth. One-eighth. And the Blitzway was one-sixth. One-sixth. Okay, that's what Which it worked was. out yeah. to like three, almost three and a half feet long. Like it was just. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen people receive that. And again, we, I think we've talked about it on the show. It yeah. looks like they get a coffin in the mail. It's this giant like crate giant. that has the, uh, you know, Ark of the Covenant yeah. in it or something. I'm liking like two and a half feet and like kind of that solid die cast. I'm really, I really kind of looking forward to seeing the end result. But anyways, I just felt it prudent <laughs> since we were representing Eagle Moss to perhaps not full, pull numbers out of my butt uh, and, uh, if yeah, I can avoid it. Uh, but that's, um, that's a okay. Yeah. And it seems like the, the good news is the response was okay to it. Um, so we will be doing it again once you and I both have another, uh, couple sets, uh, yeah. and you know, maybe we'll do like two at a time. Cause it seems like the timing on that ends up being uh, pretty good, but, um, uh, not much left to merch other than, uh, Hollywood collectors revealed their $400 pair of uh, yeah, so Hollywood collectibles who they've done, um, they did that Slimer with the, the dining service cart and yeah, uh, they did trap. The f- didn't they do the four one-quarter scale they did the, statues they did of the, the guys? statues of the guys, yeah. yeah. Um, but so they're, they're out there promoting, especially through Big Bad Toy Store, their new um, one-to-one prop rep- replicas of the Ecto Goggles at uh, $400 for pre-order, so a little bit of a hefty... Uh, yeah. cost there, but, um, they, they look pretty, at least in the photos that they're soliciting, they look pretty detailed and they look pretty detailed. Um, uh, they got into a, l- there's a little bit of a controversy over the trap that they built. Uh, there was, there was some recasting, uh, chatter, uh, yeah, on the yeah. trap. Um, so that kind of carried over to this one. I, I'm, I'm not going to jump to the conclusion that this one's got recasting going on as well. Uh, again, I'm just going to pretty much for every episode from now until whenever, just going to say caveat emptor over and over again. <laughs> please, um, please don't shoot the messengers. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's one of those that if you do want the pre-assembled, pre-painted, uh, highly detailed, uh, ecto yeah. goggles at 400 bucks, they do not have the, uh, Polaroid, uh, capabilities like we see in Ghostbusters afterlife. You have to go to Germany <laughs> to get those from Dave, Dave uh, on, uh, ding, 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 ding. If, uh, no prize to Dave. We did, we did jokingly ask how long would it take for somebody to make those goggles? Uh, looking at our, the freckles on my uh, wrist here. It took about three and a half months. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Dave <laughs> did it. You did it, Dave. <laughs> you did it, Dave. You um, done did it, Dave. Yeah. Uh, and it works. You, you press the button and I don't know. 
I haven't verified that you push a button and the the picture that comes out actually has a picture on it. I don't I don't know if it's seeing through a lens, but <laughs> if nothing else, you press a button, the flash goes off and a Polaroid comes out. So yeah, that's, you get a, uh, a Polaroid photo, at least the photo paper out of the side. But there um, you go. So so good, uh, good good for the Germans. Impressive first start. Yes. Yeah, and and also sending out some some heartfelt um, you know uh, vibes and thoughts to our our German friends because I know that one of their own uh, has fallen uh, uh, last. Last yes. week, Renee, um, Renee Eric uh, uh, passed away. Uh, uh, stupidly young, thirty-one. I it's he he died at an age where I feel embarrassed at, by my own age yeah. that he's gone before me. I'm like that is ridiculous. Um, thirty-one so, is bleh. yeah, always always uh, kind of tough to report on a fellow fan uh, passing away. But um, I, I believe he was uh, one of the. One of the Swiss Ghostbusters, actually, I stand corrected, but um, Oops. But, but regardless, well, uh, you yeah. know, it's it's always very sad when we hear uh, about a fallen fan. And then um, I didn't want to put this at the top of the show, even though very deservedly so. Uh, Max von Sydow should have been our our lead in. Uh, he, he should have been our number one discussion, but because of. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, the general, uh, temperature, I, I wanted to start with some fun stuff. Um, yeah, but- I, d- I don't know how much, you know what, let's just put a pin in it. Cause I think what I'd like to do is maybe we'll circle around and we can just focus on the stuff he's done that we like, like strange brew and all that. The yeah. thing about Max von Sido and his relation to Ghostbusters is, um, he, he was brought in to replace, um, uh, Deutschdorf for the, uh, no. No, not Deutsch. Uh, you're Deutschdorf's, thinking. <laughs> Deutschdorf is the twins. Uh, Deutschdorf is the name, and the twins' the name, name that they the gave twins. to Vigo. Yeah. No, you're. Uh, but the you're actor think, is. You're thinking of uh, Vigo the Carpathian, who was played by. Uh, by that brain. guy. Not. Yeah, this is not a good day for us to be pulling somebody. I'm sorry, everybody. This is horrible. Um, it is horrible. Uh, it'll come to me in like five minutes. In a, in a uh, really uh, bad time. Uh, Wilhelm von Hamburg. 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 Thank Jeez. you. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm the boxing prince like, himself. You know, 40% right now. <laughs> but he was, he was, they didn't want his voice, so they brought in Max von Sydow. So all those great Vigo lines are Max's voice, but it's not like he acted through it or anything like that. So it's, it's, it's sad because I, you know, love Max von Sydow for so many other. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, like a nut, uh, strange, but I won't. strange Brew, Flash Gordon, yes, um, Seventh Seal, uh, which we way, talked I, about because there was a great uh, IDW uh, um, reference. In, reference. Yeah. yeah. I don't use that line on you enough, by the way. Like, I don't threaten to crush your head like a nut. <laughs> but enough. I won't. Yeah. I won't because I need you. Um, well, you know what? So I'm, th- I'm saying put a pin in it because yeah, I think let's it might be that. fun that you and I will talk about it in detail. I'll pull together like a little, a mini Max von Sydow, uh, you know, clip thing to toss into it. And yeah, that sounds rather like a than great just idea. being kind of glum about it, we'll just, you know, we'll just, we'll just kind of revel I'm, in. I'm trying to keep us, I'm trying to keep us on a, on a positive note as he much as I can through this episode. one or something too. Again, he clocked in like a, at a ripe old age. Well, yeah, it's one of those, and, you kind of, you, I don't want to be glum about it. I want to celebrate it. So let's just, yeah, we'll celebrate Max when we have, when we have a moment. Um, 
so in the meantime, here's what we're going to do. We have, we didn't really get to talk uh, spoiler territory on uh, Ghostbusters year one, issue number two out from <laughs> IDW. Now uh, issue number three is actually right around the corner from what I've heard. We're going to be getting yes. that in about two, three weeks here. So um, I want to make sure that we get to that this week. So if you are trying to avoid spoilers, if you have not read uh, issue two of, of year one, uh, turn run. back now, run for the Hills. We'll see you next week. Uh, but otherwise, uh, Chris and I are going to probably spend like 15 minutes here just sort of talking uh, about the second issue. Are you there? Are you good? You're Run! still with us. You had your chance. All right. So what do we, what do we want to spoil? Last week we talked about all of the things that we loved as, as basic and as 50,000 foot view that we possibly could. But, uh, this another issue of this year one series that I feel like brilliantly intertwines through all of the moments that we love from Ghostbusters gives us a little bit of of the the head and the tail of scenes from the movie um, shows yep. us the mass sponge vibration that Ray migration <laughs> um, like yeah it um, I well it's got some good stuff it's got some weird stuff too I feel a little sad for uh, Alice. The librarian, because they they kind of threw her to the the funny farm. Oh, uh, she yeah, she became kind of a nut. Uh, you know, her her uncle thought she was Saint Jerome, or her, yeah, her uncle thought he was Saint Jerome. Now she thinks that she's Saint Jerome, uh, or her friend is Saint Jerome, or something. I, yeah, I don't have know. I what's told, there. Have I told you about Saint Jerome? Yeah, it's. Um, I guess it's kind of funny that uh, Peter was kind of. You know, do you have a history of mental illness? And the answer is, it turns out, yes, running straight to her. Yeah. Uh, it's a little sad. I, oh, I did kind of like her, and she's... Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the mass sponge migration was pretty good. Um, uh, the young guys I really liked. Uh, yeah, were... I think... So I, I could I could sense in your voice last week that that's what you wanted to talk about, and we were trying so hard not to spoil not that to, for people that yeah. would Yeah, so, so in this issue, you do get to see the meeting of the Ghostbusters. This is something that we have talked about at great lengths over the years. Uh, how did they meet? How did Peter ride the coattails of these two brilliant scientists uh, to skate by his undergrad and his graduate degrees or whatever it may have been? Um, and we actually see that, that Peter, uh, met Egon first and introduced Egon to Ray and, uh, the characterizations, uh, uh, Michael Tanaka, uh, in his email to us after the, the Eagle Moss uh, episode, uh, sent us awesome, like screen captures from actually, I want to do him a sir. I want to pull this up just cause he, he put so much work into it. Yeah. A couple um, of, a couple of stripes and one spies like us, I think. Was, is that what it was? It was spies like us. Yeah he, yeah. he sent us sort of like side by side comparisons of the guys. Um, and in, in true Michael Tanaka fashion, it was like, duh guys, you should have known this. Um, but, uh, Let's see. But it's own, uh, the usual Burnham slash uh, Shoning twists. Uh, like, for example, uh, Michael took a screenshot of Harold in, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Stripes, where he's got a, where he's got a scarf on. Because uh, Egon is running around. It's, you know, uh, New York winter in the campus, and Egon's got a scarf on. <laughs> Uh, only that's, that's a, uh, a time, a time appropriate, uh, like a, a, a what, what's, what am I trying to say here? Uh, for whatever time they're meeting yeah, up in there. The 70s. In the 70s. I think that's what he had sort of, it's, he put uh, like Tripper and Meatballs. I pulled up the, the image that he yeah. sent us. So he sent Dan Aykroyd as Mill Barge and Spies Like Us and the, the hair is sort of impeccable. 
uh, Tripper, that kind of like bangs look that yeah, uh, that Bill Murray had. Murray and, has, and then uh, the big then, uh, floofy hair that. Uh, uh, yeah, and then Russell and Stripes. Yeah, the the like Dan drew him kind of with like a yeah, and even. <laughs> I was going to say a Doctor Who scarf a and Doctor I Who look scarf. and there's Michael Tanaka's like fourth Doctor scarf is right there. It's right there. Uh, yeah. No. So, uh, yeah, very, very Tom Baker time appropriate to the thing. Yeah. But, what, but uh, it's so fun to see these guys, uh, young. Um, he also yeah. sent us Jenny and Bob, the two co-eds, uh, yes, <laughs> with, they show their the respective photos. But. Roger Delacour shows up, uh, Dean Yeager's there. Um, what I liked is that there's, the, we're kind of, we've said it before, Ray is no slouch. Egon is a genius. Where does Peter come into all this? And there's a sense in all this that Peter's part in all this is that he's found two guys that he knows are on the verge of going a little wacko off the rails in academia. But he's like, if I can just guide us all in the right direction, we'll get tenure and then we're set. Like he's got, he's legit got a plan to just live the easy life and in academia through. using yeah. these two to get there. Yeah. So, oh, a hundred percent. Um, so, so we do get that, that first meeting and then we, um, it's, it's great how we sort of time hop. So, uh, it starts with the, the sponge migration. It starts, uh, with the meeting of them on the college campus. Then it sort of fast forwards to, uh, 1984, you know, quote unquote present day, uh, where Ray and Egon are at the, the library, the, the central library. And, um, and, and it's, it, it, it does so very fluidly. You don't feel sort of like, Oh, this is a greatest hits, a golden girls clip show. Um, mm. the way that Eric Burnham has written that it really flows nicely. And the way that, that uh, the the story is sort of unfolding uh, ends up working out really well. Side note, uh, there is, uh, and I, I just talking about the chronology of this story. It reminded me that uh, Ray does say that Egon invented the PKE meter 100% on his own, uh, which was something that I struggled with like a crazy person on the Ectomo Ectomobile manual, because I was trying to figure out like, Oh, these are the ES designs. Mark one ES designs, Mark two. Well, but wait, did Ray have feedback and input on these? Is it technically the ES? Anyway, that's uh, <laughs> totally something different, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it bounces through all of these different storylines really well that it feels like you're watching a good episode of, of hour long television that, uh, you know, here's mm. Ray, he's recounting his story and, um, oh shoot, what's Rebecca's line that the journalist who's writing the book, she says something to the effect of like, um, I, I don't have that much time. It's, it's the same sort of thing that she says to Winston. Like I was born in Detroit, Michigan and, oh no, 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 hold on. I need this to be a New York times. Uh, what does she say? She says something like, I'm here to, I'm here to talk about what people are actually interested in. Shoot. Let me find the, I, I should have the book open while I'm talking about this shit. This I do. Is, I'm looking right now. Um, Oh, here we go. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm really here to talk to you about the supernatural and things connected to your studies. So, so Ray wants to talk about the, the unexplained sponge migration. And yeah. she's like, nobody cares about that. It's, it's very, it's, it reminds you of the beginning of the first movie. I love that. Her reaction to a sponge migration is exactly the same as <laughs> Peter's only. And once again, Ray is trying to defend it. No, you don't understand. <laughs> this is, this is monumental. They, they migrated is... <laughs> about a foot and a half. Uh, but so, 
so yeah, so the guy is meeting each other, uh, fast forwarding to the, the library ghost and the getter sequence. Um, I think doesn't Rebecca bring up, yeah, she brings up, uh, did you ever go back to, uh, catch the ghost librarian and, and Ray kind of skirts off the question. Um, yeah, he says no. Nobody else has uh, asked that. It was after our first first month visit, and then that's when uh, Roger comes back and he's like, "Do you guys remember me?" Um, <laughs> it's so, only gotten worse. Please come help. Yeah. So so we get to see this sort of, and it's kind of alluded to in Ghostbusters the video game. We get to see this like going back to the the scene of the first crime, the first encounter. Um, and, and how they end up doing it. And that's, that's kind of what ends up being the sort of meat and potatoes of, of yeah. the, uh, the issue. I, uh, I like, uh, I mean, it's not Easter egg heavy, um, uh, this issue, but I do like that, uh, Peter's open locker very early in their career has two things tacked in it. One is a Polaroid of, uh, of Dana <laughs> and the other is an article that as far as I can tell, I think it reads Ghostbusters chief tells all and it's got a picture oh, that's of him funny. So it's like his, one of his first article his, yeah ghostbusters his first chief article. tells all yeah um did we where are we here yeah i kind of want to flip back because i mentioned it last time um there was the picture of the guy um i, I was like i felt like we're supposed to know who that guy is um and i speculated that maybe it was um like uh Ac- Ackroyd's, uh Oh, grandfather or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you mentioned that Michael, last week. Yeah. Michael set us uh, set us straight again. I don't know how he knows this stuff by the way. It drives me nuts, but he um he said he pointed out like again speaking of the screenshots he took of the guys uh, the you know reference wise comparing them to the uh, in the comic. He sent in pictures uh basically um Ray's being interviewed at the uh uh the American Society for Psychical Research. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's a right. He did mention that that it's that it's actually a, a cyclical research uh, building that's has yeah. yeah. And the guy, interesting that so the guy who uh, founded it is William Fletcher Barrett. Uh, that's the library they walk into to do the interview. And uh, note the last name Barrett. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Interesting. That's a fun one. So yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, no portrait you see ray walks up the stairs to the library is the founder william fletcher barrett as ray enters the library the portrait of the man with glasses is gardner murphy elected president of the aspr in 1944 dan uh, how did you all right yeah, good polls uh yeah and dan 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 did some thinking uh yeah and then he sent the comparison photos but um it was really amazing too. Like he's, he's like, like the library they interviewed in, there's a photo of it. It's like, Oh yeah. Dan drew the library, the staircase. Yeah. That was the one that was like, Oh yeah. And even a different view from the reference photos and things like that. But, um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool. So that's actually where Ray is being interviewed by, uh, Rebecca about the book and, ah, it all makes sense. What I kind of like is that they then, after Roger comes along and says, please help, they go back to take care of it, but it's after hours. So it, it's <laughs> like, I'm trying to, this is, and I think this is where people start to get a little upset because this is where the comics diverge the video game out a little bit yeah. in terms of, of, 
so so far we've until we see Afterlife, nothing has cut the video game out of the timeline of the movies per se. Uh, I don't think it'll survive it, to be honest, but uh, I know everybody likes that Dan was calling it, you know, the third Ghostbusters was like, yeah, that was before they actually got to do a third Ghostbusters. But anyhow, um, they go back and do the bust. It feels very much like the video game. They're doing it in the dark and all that sort of thing. Oh, and but, and the, the, the way that the books are flying, uh, yeah. kind of like bats with and, the pages and hanging below and them. And, yeah. So very similar to the game. It's just that timeline wise, this is set within the time frame of the first movie, not after like whatever it is, five, 10 years after, uh, no, not yeah, even and, one. So and two and years after, after Winston Ghostbusters has two. been hired too. So yeah. it makes sense as the second issue of the comic here, you know, the chronology, uh, there's Winston. He's, yeah. <laughs> this is like one of his first busts that he's on. Yeah. I don't think people should get really upset. Like I don't, I don't think they're trying <laughs> I don't think they're discounting the video game. It's just that, remember, they already have their own timeline and everything they're, they're uh, in the comic timeline only comfortably, perfectly accounts for the first two movies, right? So yeah. uh, I think this is them kind of giving a nod over to the video game. The video game just, there'll be other stuff too. Like it's not like Black Slime has shown up or anything like that. Uh, but no. Yeah. And, and there may be sort of like, you know, how we talked about in our toy fair discussion, how like the Spangler, uh, uh, Neutrona one that they're soliciting from Hasbro has video game aspects to it, the boson yeah. dart and things like that. So there, there may be kind of winks and nods for those of you that are in the know and they yeah. don't have to kind of hit you over the head with it. But did um, you notice the, the little Easter egg in the, the, the fight in the library? No, I didn't. If you, uh, so they go down, uh, into the, the, the library, nothing's happening. The, uh, the fight, the fight takes up a good chunk of the book. Actually. It's really nice. There's a lot of time. Yeah, it's spent like the whole it. second, second half of the book. Yeah. You get to the last, yes, the last page at the, after the fight's over and the books fall to the ground, there's a shot from above down at them, just sort of at the top left. In a little a little uh, aisle of, of bookshelves, there's a symmetrical <laughs> stack of books. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, some symmetrical book stacking there. That's funny. <laughs> so a nice little a nice little uh, leaving. Oh, oh yeah, it took man. up so much. It's actually right at the end of the story. Yeah, there's that's one the end page. of it. Because the last thing that happens after that is Rebecca gives uh, Ray basically the idea for Ray's occult bookstore, which uh, will you know. Yeah. carry over into obvious things. Um, I would like to point out, by the way, the, the recorder that, uh, Rebecca has, uh, my mom had that. Oh, seriously? That, that That's exact funny. recorder. Yeah. It's a, it was, um, so it wasn't full on walk. It was about the time that like the sports walkman was the big one, right. That we all remember the yellow, right. the yellow sports walkman. Prior to that, they had some smaller, uh, like, like transistor radio kind of looking. No, yeah. sort of. Yeah, yeah. With it, yeah. Some of them had the the radio built in and all that. But there was a model that came out at the same time, and they had a name for it. It was a. I can't quite remember, but um, it was it was solid state. Like it was. It had a built in mic, like stereo microphone, and uh, like a, a tape counter. Like it had the number uh. counters built in all this. It was. And it's it, funny it you came. should mention it because that's what we record this show with the Sony. <laughs> the Sony, so, uh, it, yeah. and it had a, 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 a like a 
a leather or a pleather or whatever vinyl As they always did. That was always the best part is like that leather case that kind that of... That it went into because it was yeah. designed Kolchak style for reporters <laughs> to have a strap to hold, pull, put it over their yeah. shoulder, right? Like literally it was built for that last bit of an era where reporters would run around with... The, you could plug a mic microphone directly into it as well. So it was, it was twofold. You could either like hold it and people could talk right into the mic. You could put it on the table like she did or you could plug a mic into it like a, a little microphone oh, and then funny. move that around in a scrum and all that. My mom had it for um, recording university lectures. It was perfect for that. I, yeah, I remember my dad, it wasn't the Sony one, but it was like a silver, uh, it was flatter than this this Sony one that we're talking about. And it, it had the same sort of leather case to it. And, you know, I would always borrow it to use like a Walkman and I'd like... The, I'd pull the leather case off and be like, what's this for? This is stupid. And I'd like throw that to the side. Uh, yeah, that's so funny. But, yeah. um, well, so, so, uh, again, all around, uh, an incredible issue. The second issue of, uh, Ghostbusters year one by IDW comics. Um, I, I have a feeling that these are going to be the, the four issues that if you go back to back to back to back and reread them, uh, there, there's going to be more that we, we see and we glean from them, uh, as we read through. But, um, yeah, I don't, uh, any other, uh, thoughts on that before we, uh, we hit no. the dusty trail here. They're very, um, a lot of, uh, exposition yeah. <laughs> in these issues, which yeah. I don't mind. Don't get me wrong, but no, they're packed. A, yeah, they're 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 packing in a lot of information because they're jumping around from a lot of different scenes. You can't really set up and just you know take a long time in a, an era context. So they're doing a lot of talking at one another, which I really I really kind of like how much information we're getting out of it. I also like that we're apparently going to come back to Dana almost every, <laughs> every single every single issue. time. Yeah, uh, I can't wait because next one's Peter. So. <laughs> Hold That'll on, yeah, get ready. We're going to get Dana's side of a few things here. Yeah, but that, I mean, uh, inherent to the storytelling device that they're using here, that it's uh, sort of the biographer dictating uh, the entire story here. So, of course, yeah, the, the kind of chatting back and forth uh, makes sense. Mm. But um, so, yeah, so pick it up and again, hit up our voicemail, hit up our social media. Let us know how you're enjoying this uh, series because it is always fun. IDW uh, continues to hit these out of the park. So let us know how you're feeling. Don't wait about another it. minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. Too. And Twitter accounts. Print is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That'll do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Chris, I, I fell asleep for an hour there. Are we done? No, you, did <laughs> you did not. Well, you talked. You sleep talked your way through it beautifully. Oh, good. It's okay, just... fine. Uh, I look forward to listening to this back in my car uh, <laughs> at some point when I'm driving to work, <laughs> if I'm ever driving to work again. But that's a different story for a different hey. podcast. Hey. Hey. <laughs> um, 
But uh, yeah, it's been a very interesting week, as we alluded to at the very beginning of the show, and we did our best to kind of uh, business as usual uh, here here on the podcast. So hope, hopefully this was a good respite from all the stuff that's going on uh, in your life at the moment. But uh, Chris, what, what have you got for final thoughts for this this week? I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing, too. <laughs> I feel like it's, that's very apropos The week's here. over. My final thought is, oh, thank God it's over. Um I don't know. Really, there's really nothing. I just, I just think people should, uh, I don't know, watch stuff. Yeah. I kind of feel like I want to take this opportunity to, you know, it's. I mean, it's not like Vancouver's in a lockdown or anything like that. Our cases are quite low, but it's just partly that's because everybody's doing the. Well, maybe we'll just stick in for the weekend. So I think that's my final thought. I'm gonna try and catch up on a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Take take advantage of this while you can and. I'm yeah. behind on so many different series and movies, and they're dropping new stuff. Speaking of Mr. Rob uh, Simonson, uh, while we were talking about him, I, I tried to dig up. He didn't get nominated for uh, uh, Foxcatcher, unfortunately. His uh, awards, shoot. he's only got All a right, couple of them. I stand corrected. Yeah. But um, uh, Disney Plus just uh, dropped Stargirl, and he did the music, or was one of the people that did oh, the music on funny. it. So. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, with with no reimbursement coming from my current employer. But yeah, Disney Plus <laughs> uh, very uh, appropriately was like, hey, there's a lot of people inside. Let's release a few things that yeah. uh, we were not planning to do for a couple weeks. Uh, so good. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm going to do that. I, I got uh, Kolchak the Night Stalker on Blu-ray. I'm going to watch that and enjoy Ooh. the heck out of it. I... Uh, what else? This goes back to Christmas because I haven't had time to watch them yet. But remember, I think I mentioned that I got uh, uh, Shout Factory's uh, Scream Factory brand or <laughs> imprint or whatever you want to call it. They did a, they did well, they do a lot of, of horror movies, but they did, for whatever reason, all of Carpenter's, they did like the art special edition steel book right, of all of right. And there's some I'm humming and hawing. Like, I'm looking at the fog going, oh, that'd be nice. And then there's, like, you know, uh, attack on Precinct, Precinct, is it Precinct 13? Precinct, I don't know. And I'm looking at that one going, eh, maybe not. Uh, but I have, like, The Thing and Big Trouble in Little China. Speaking of Ghostbusters, like, I'm going to, that one I'm definitely going to watch, Big Trouble in Little China. I'm hoping there's behind-the-scenes behind stuff in the, the LA firehouse. Cause that I really, want Oh man. Yeah. I mean, there should be, there's to. gotta be gotta at least be, something. Right? Yeah. Uh, but I started watching the, the one for the thing, um, which is really great. What's really amazing about it is the bit I watched was they had a, what they called, um, vintage show reel or retro show reel or something. So I fired it up and it had like the, you know, that, the corporate commercial video guy. I, 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 if I dug it up, I'm sure I'd find his name. But they—he was the narrator of the, uh, you know, uh, John Carpenter loved yeah, you know the Howard the Howard Hawks video, uh, you know, original yeah. uh, in the original book. Who goes there? All this blah 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 blah. And the, it, he has a little preamble about why the movie got made and Carpenter wanted to make it. And then they—it's it, frozen on a, a like a video freeze on a starscape. Like just a dim field of stars, and then when he's done, which only takes it like a minute or so, they then stop the like let the video roll. It's that first shot of the the saucer coming into Earth and crashing, and then proceeds to kind of play out 
like the guys at the the Swedish uh, base, and then they go back, and I'm like, wait. <laughs> and I'm wait expecting the narrator to use it as a way to, you know, they'll do a scene with like a mon, a, you know, some sort of monster effect or practical effect, and then they'll, yeah. you know, cut to B-roll of people. Ma- no, it just keeps going, and I'm like, and he's not coming in, and I'm like. What the, and I, I, I pause it. And it's like nineteen minutes long, and I start fast forwarding. And what I've realized is, they cut the movie down to a cool twenty minutes. To a twenty it, minutes so that you saw like the entirety of the oh that's the entirety funny. of the movie. You're missing lots, but that's how they sold it to the to the the the, the theaters or the distributors. Was they brought that thing to what was the Ghostbusters has the one too right with the guys introducing. Uh, yeah, we haven't seen show that. West Reel the show or, West yeah. Reel. That's it. So it must have been for the same similar thing, right? But I'm dying to know. Did, did like is that common? Is there a 20 minute cut of Ghostbusters? That, uh, maybe. Uh, I mean, there were always like those like the Super Eight cut downs, you know, that you would buy. That right. Were whatever it was, 45 it's, minutes, whatever fit on the reel. Yeah. It's an amazing. Um, it was an amazing demonstration of, of editing and just. Uh, you know how much you can cut away and still have a story, and still get there. Oh, how it's, funny! So that's what—that's my final thought. I'm just gonna watch as much stuff as yeah, I can. Yeah, just do that. Yeah, if, if you can, uh, just you know, take advantage of the the indoor time and be an indoor yeah. kid for a little bit. Yeah, I haven't done that in ages. I'm gonna, yeah. that's what I'm gonna do. Um, well, that's that's a good note to end on. Just take advantage of it. Be be positive. Uh, try to be as as calm. Uh, I've heard a lot of people say calm waters. Just remember calm waters as much as you can. Uh, and and yeah, you know all all things. This this will pass and everything will be okay. But please stay safe and uh, and just take care of one another. Uh, keep your fellow uh, mankind in in mind when you're out there doing things like i don't know shopping or driving or uh, just being a normal human being uh be compassionate to one another share, out share there. the toilet paper for the love of god for nobody needs god, that much share the toilet paper that's the other thing too but that's another podcast um, <laughs> but uh yeah so uh, until next week everybody we'll see you on the other side Who you gonna call? We thanks for joining the ghostbusters interdimensional crossrip Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so